Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. I want to read you something by R. Layton, and here it is. Study pure and holy walking, if you would have your confidence firm and have boldness and joy in God. You will find that a little sin will shake your trust and disturb your peace more than the greatest sufferings. Yea, in those sufferings, your assurance and joy in God will grow and abound most if sin be kept out. So much sin as gets in, so much peace will go out. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is, Are You Eating to Escape? And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. I began today's program by reading you a selection from the writings of Robert Layton. He was a minister and devotional writer who lived in the 1600s, and I like so much what he said that I want to read it again. You will find that a little sin will shake your trust and disturb your peace more than the greatest sufferings. Yea, in those sufferings, your assurance and joy in God will grow and abound most if sin be kept out. So much sin as gets in, so much peace will go out. I would like to focus on two aspects of what we just read. The first one is, he says that you will find that a little sin will shake your trust and disturb your peace more than the greatest sufferings. A little sin. That's a key little phrase we must focus on. A little sin. You might wonder, for example, you might wonder why you see homes where everything seems sort of okay, and yet, and yet there are deep disturbances. You know, when you're out in public, everybody says, how you doing? How's it going? Everything's fine, working hard. But when they get home, it's different. There are untold disturbances and issues, all manner of issues, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. So what's going on? How can it be? Because they seem to be doing the right things. You know, they're going to church. They're going to work. They're going to school. And on weekends, you know, they work in the yard, maybe have a barbecue. They go on vacation once in a while, so on. Well, the answer is, what is going wrong is a little sin. A little sin will disturb your peace, said the writer, more than the greatest sufferings. A little sin. So, let's talk about a little sin. How does that happen? Well, it happens because we're not totally committed to God. But in your fallen condition, as you come into the world and born to fallen parents and to impatient authorities all around you, with very little love and very little understanding, you are born into that condition. and. 
It is to that which you become adapted. See, if you could imagine a land animal who somehow went under the water and became adapted to the watery world like a fish. Well, if that were to happen, then that land animal would have to completely change, would have to change tremendously in order to adapt to that watery world, wouldn't it? Well, that's just about what happened to the human race when it fell away from God. And so it fell into a lowered state of existence to which it adapted. And as you grow up, you are seduced, pressured, forced to adapt. And you don't have a lot of choice because if you don't adapt, then uh, you are ostracized and mistreated, rejected, and so on and so forth. So you're forced to, to adapt. Just like when you go to school. Remember when you went to school and there were not only did you have to adapt to the authorities in charge, but you had to adapt to the gangs and the groups and the culture, the school culture. And if you didn't, then you were ostracized, rejected, maybe picked on, maybe beaten up. Yeah, it's that cruel. So everywhere you go, you have to adapt. Now, some people adapt, but they're only going through the motions so that they could secretly escape one day. But even those people, if they react wrongly to the pressures and the seductions, then they too will then be changed by those pressures and seductions. Let's take a little break. When I come back, I'm going to continue talking about not conforming about how to be a shining light in the world. Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your message. Look, so let's be honest. You're in a world where there are pressures and seductions everywhere. All you have to do is talk to somebody or go to work or go to school or join some organization. You are pressured and seduced to comply, to cooperate, to go along, to go along to get along, to not rock the boat and what is the purpose of those pressures? The purpose is to get you to conform. Because if you don't, then you are a threat to them because your presence, see, your nonconformist presence, makes them awaken. See, it forces them to awaken and see their own, uh, what's the word to use? Their own weakness, their own wrongness, their own cowardice their own, um, what's the word to you? Sorry, their, their own sorry state of existence in the light of your brightness, of your differentness, see? So into every age, there comes someone who's a little different. And whether it's a, 
whether it's a Martin Luther King, a Mahatma Gandhi, whether it's a Joan of Arc, whether it's a, a Paul, whether it's a Moses, whether it's a, someone a little different. And that one who's a little different is uh, quickly labeled, quickly scoffed and mocked, quickly dismissed. So it's easy to, to dismiss someone who's a little different in the family. Well, you just say they're oppositional or they're a little slow or something like that, or they're a juvenile delinquent. So they're labeled some sort of um, label like juvenile delinquent because they're a little different. But when someone comes along, that even when they're labeled, they still stand out like Jesus stood out. And yeah, they mocked him. They scorned him. They rejected him. They spoke ill of him. They spread false rumors about him. They tried to trick him. They tried to kill him all along the way, didn't they? But he stood out and shined brightly. And because he shone so brightly and his goodness was so apparent that some people saw it and they came over to the bright side, see? And so they joined, they joined him. He was very special. Well, see, in your family, for example, you fathers, now do you see the problem with being weak, with wanting to be popular, with going along to get along, to just um, becoming one of the mindless masses, see, to being politically correct, to going along with the narrative, see, just cooperating, conforming, going along, not rocking the boat, standing silently and saying nothing, see, and turning over the running of everything to everybody else, turning over the, your children to your partner, to the teachers, to the school system, to the psychologists, to the, to the whole, all of them, because of your being weak. But now here's, see, here's the thing. If you are weak, then you don't represent a contrast to the false and phony world. A contrast that's strong enough, clear enough, bright enough for people to see it so clearly that they have the courage to come over. See, if you're weak, if you say the right things, but you say them in a weak way, if it's obvious to your kids that your wife is really in charge, she's just humoring you and pre pretending to let you be in charge, but she's really in charge. When you come home from work and you're dejected and you're beaten down, when you speed a little bit on the highway and roll through stop signs, and when you get angry and impatient at other people, when you're basically weak and filled with doubt, and you have to rely on other people. So you have to rely on your, on your golf buddies. You have to rely on your association with some corporation. You have to rely on somebody, say your partner, to lean upon them for strength. Then you simply don't stand. You're, you're, you see, what, what's the old expression? What you are speaks so loudly, I or what you do speak so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. So they see you're weak, and 
What did they have for you? Contempt. That's it. Contempt. And if not contempt, then at least you don't have credibility. And you're not strong enough. The world is stronger than you. The world is stronger than you. And so your children go with the strongest influence. And the strongest influence is the world. See? So that's why you have to stand for what's right. But not stand in an angry way. But see what is true. And live according to what is true. And be a shining light in the world. That's what your children need. That's what your partner needs. All right. Then you can be the Moses of the family. It's that simple. Let's take a little break. When I come back, I'm going to continue talking about not conforming, about how to be a shining light in the world. And the way to do it is not to be a conformist and to speak up for yourself. Having understanding is more important than ever. When you're a mom or a dad, understanding the issues your children are going through will help them to appreciate you more and be better behaved. Your children undoubtedly want to have a parent that they can talk to without fear of being judged. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, inviting you to explore the many resources that we have at our website, SheddingShackles.com. There, you can receive a complimentary ebook when you make a donation of any amount. You can also listen to past programs, and you can order any of Roland's books. Visit our website today, SheddingShackles.com. Roland would love to hear from listeners. Let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Send him an email today to roland at sheddingshackles.com. You can also send him a letter or donation through the mail to Roland Trujillo, spelled T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, in Pinole, California, zip code 94564. Again, Roland Trujillo, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, suite number 217, Pinole, California, 94564. And if you'd like to just leave him an encouraging message, his listener comment line is 510-455-8851. Again, 510-455-8851. And let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Roland. I'm your host. We're talking about how to be a shining light in the world. So that's why you have to stand for what's right, but not stand in an angry way, but see what is true and live according to what is true and be a shining light in the world. That's what your children need. That's what your partner needs. All right. Then you can be the Moses of the family. It's that simple. So now do you see what I meant earlier by a little sin? 
So when you have conformed to the world, but let's say that you conform and go along but secretly resent them, or so you're still reacting to them. See, here's the thing. You're being changed into a resentful person. If you resent them, you're being changed into a resentful person. See that? Being resentful cuts you off from your inner ground of good. What did Christ say? He said, love the Lord with all your mind, heart, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And don't resent other people. Forgive, in other words. But if you resent, then you're not doing what he said. So how can you be a member of his kingdom if you don't do what he said? So you're cut off from him. And cut off from him, you then are filled with doubt. No one can stand alone. It's true, no man is an island. You, you can't stand alone. You have to have some sort of support. Something. See, the soul needs something to identify with, to lean on. If you're not leaning toward Jesus, toward God, then you're, you're, you're leaning away. If you're not doing what he says, then you're disobeying. What did Christ say? He said it very clearly, didn't he? He said, no man can serve two masters. You can't ride two horses at the same time. So if you're going along to get along, and if you're conforming, see, or even if you're resenting and hating the world around you, Either way, you're being obedient to the world. See, that, that which operates in people, people basically, for the most part, they don't want you to see them as they are. They don't want you to, to stick out like a sore thumb and, and make them aware of their own wrong. They don't want you to pull the carpet out from under them, the rug out from under them. They don't want you to be a shining example that would shame them. They don't want to be shamed. And they don't want their leaders shamed. And they don't want their way of life shamed and the group they belong to shamed. They, they don't want that. So they will oppose you. And also the will operating through them. That will that doesn't want you to come to God. See, that doesn't want you to be your own person. That will operating through them. That is what you're resenting. But it wants you to resent. You understand? People who oppose your freedom and your coming to God. They want you to resent them because when you do, you're obeying that which is in them that wants you to resent, that wants you to hate, that wants you to fall, that wants you to fail. And then in your guilt to conform and be weak, and then you're no threat anymore. You understand? So what's the answer? The answer is you got to love God with all your mind, soul, strength, and heart and come to him. And so, then what you do, when you come over to the bright side, then you can go to work, but the work won't get into you. Like I said in the last program, there's two ways to do everything. You can work to earn an honest living and to have a, a house and food and so on, or you can work to please the boss or work to be ambitious. You understand? There's different reasons for working. There must be none of those other ones. It must just be working to do an honest day's work so that you could use the money wisely for food and for your house and clothing and so on. You understand? 
in your family. There's two ways to eat. You can eat a piece of bread, like I said last time. And if you hang on to your awareness, if you hang on to that brightness, if you hang on to wanting to do what's right and always watching for the rightness of things, you hang on to that awareness, then the bread won't put you to sleep. The bread won't take away awareness. But if you eat the bread to escape from conscience, to escape from shame, to escape from reality, to escape from the truth about your sorry life, to escape from the truth about your weakness and your cowardice and your, your failing your family, if you eat the bread to escape, then it has a whole different effect. You understand? So everything, when you live wrongly, then all you can do is sin. See, every, every thought, what does it say? Somewhere in the Bible, God said that there was some, some place, I forget who it was. It was in the Old Testament, but he said they were, they were so bad that their thoughts were of doing bad things continuously. That's the only thing they thought of. Well, isn't that pretty much the way it is with most people? They're just constantly judging other people and thinking about self, self, getting some selfish advantage and thinking what their next pleasure will be and how they can get out of work and how they can get over on somebody. They're just, their thoughts. And then every breath you take will be to want to escape, to want to have pleasure, to want selfish advantage, to want to prove something to somebody or lord it over them or impress them or put them down or judge them. See, every, every, every dollar you spent will be on something that glorifies you or something that uh, preserves your sorry existence. But on the other hand, once you come over to the bright side, that everything you do, what does it say in the Bible? All things work for good for those who love the Lord. Everything you do will, will have an awakening quality in it. Every word you speak, every breath you take, every morsel of food that you eat will all be what did Paul say? He said, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Something like that. So your whole life will change for the better, and you will be conformed to heaven. What does it say in the Bible? It says, be not conformed to the world. There it is. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind from within. So every day you begin by sitting quietly. You know, the little, the little Christian meditation that I have could be very helpful. To learn how to sit quietly and get centered. God said, be still and know that I am God. Be still and realize that God is God. And you're not God. And hear the birds singing and be aware, very aware. And then carry that awareness out into the world. And now you will have that with you, and it will be a protection. So you won't, be, you won't get pulled into things, and things get into you. Somebody will say something that you would have previously thought is rude, and it goes in one ear and out the other. Somebody will be driving a little slow, and you won't even notice it, instead of getting irritated at them. Your kids will come to you, and instead of saying, leave me alone, I'm watching TV, you'll say, yeah, let me help you. You'll just naturally have patience. You'll naturally have good thoughts. Your whole life will change for the better because you'll be becoming conformed to God instead of being conformed to the world. 
Hi, this is Joe Amaya. Dad, we have some questions. The first one is, why do most pastors and preachers nowadays not talk about heaven and hell? Yeah, good question. Well, the reason why the majority of preachers and pastors don't talk about heaven and hell anymore is because it would tend to drive away listeners. A lot of people find it uh, frightening. And some people don't like it. It's not politically correct to talk about right and wrong in heaven and hell. And so some pastors uh, avoid it. But I have to say, a lot of people have been driven away from Christianity, which could do them a lot of good. But some people have been driven away by hellfire and brimstone preachers and hellfire and brimstone parents and all of that. So maybe it's not the worst thing that they don't talk about it so much. What we need is something that will help people to not be so resentful, not be so stressed out, and to be shining lights in the world. All right, let's have another question. And we have another question. This one is, In the Garden of Eden, Eve represented temptation. In the current times... Do women still represent temptation more than men do? Okay. Well, here's the thing. Temptation can come through anything. Temptation can come through an object. But the most likely place for temptation to come through is through people. And so here's the problem. Men require women to play a role that's not good for them. Men want to be teased. They want to be excited. They want to be comforted. They want to be supported. And they look to women to do it, just like their mom did it. And then they go out in the world looking for someone like their mom to support their ego and comfort them and make them feel okay and make them feel like a, a man. You see what I mean? Well, the problem with that is it gives her the power and it gives her a role that's not good for her to play. It would be much better if the man became more and more like a father. Yeah, you get married, you enjoy each other, and you raise a family, it's all good. But, but there comes a time when it would be so much better if the man were more fatherly and looked at her as a person and not an object of use. That's the difference. Men have to look at women as people and not as an object of use. I've got some books on the subject. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com and type in Roland Trujillo, and I've got some really good books on relationships. One of my favorites is called The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Oh, it's a page-turner. You'll love it. Some people have got it, and they both read it. Both, the, both partners read it at the same time. So just go to Amazon.com and, and type in Roland Trujillo. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.